Welcome to the Community Power Podcast. My name is Ace, and I'll be your host. I'm a jack of several trades and master of very few, but I can't sit idly by watching as our fellow humans are thoroughly and completely exploited, leading in some cases to their very literal death with compensation that would be laughable if it weren't so fucking tragic. I'm recording this on April 30th, but planning to put it out tomorrow, May 1st, also known as May Day. And in case you're not aware, May Day is a day to recognize labor in the working class. And although it's better recognized as a day of action in Europe than it is in North America, it began as a commemoration of the Haymarket Affair in Chicago in the late 1800s an affair that began as a peaceful protest demanding the eight-hour workday many of us have benefited from. But it turned bloody as police shot and killed a protester. A bomb was thrown into the mix eventually, killing both police and civilians. And although the identity of the bomber will never be known, seven anarchists, that's leftist protesters, were sentenced to death, and one to a long-term prison sentence. Because, you know, When you need to blame someone and strip them of their basic rights, why not make an example of those on the front lines fighting for your freedom? This phenomenon of the ruling and working class hasn't gone away and clearly isn't new, but we have more, possibly better language to talk about it. We see more of it on the internet for one, but I think that for middle-class or affluent Westerners, especially those of us who are white especially those who are fully abled, who aren't part of a queer community. When we think of a ruling class, we tend to think in vague historical concepts. Roman emperors, Egyptian slaves, let them eat cake, and the French Revolution. And maybe you've learned a thing or two about the fall of the Russian Empire, Lenin and the Bolsheviks versus the proletariat. In these more recent of the stories, you know, Russia, France, Spanish Revolution during the Civil War. What we see time and time again is that laborers and the lower class have had to fight for their lives and their liberty. And I don't mean the indoctrinated, watered down freedom or liberalism of America, uh, but to be able to lead meaningful lives within their close knit communities, to trade among themselves and own property on more human terms, own their own lives. Uh, to continue to work hard of their own volition because they have a desire, most of us have this innate desire to improve our communities. And uh, that's what Spanish anarchists were fighting for. And naturally, there's a lot of valid criticism about how the pendulum can swing too harshly back. I'm not personally advocating for gulags here, but that doesn't make, you know, the bro horseshoe theory any more valid. Uh, If this is a little too history and poli-sci and academia, um, let me just summarize with this. Leaders become authoritarians when they're in it for power. They become oligarchs when they're in it for money. And both of these are conflicts of interest when it comes to representing the flourishing or even the basic well-being of the masses, or the least of these, in the words of socialist Jesus. And 
to use a Bible segue, um, we watch as nameless, somewhat literally faceless masses march into our hospitals, prisons, warehouses, plants, and other quote-unquote essential operations, like lambs to the slaughter. And while this is in no means a Bible podcast, in the face of the, let's say, late-stage Tea Party's so-called Christianity, the whole section here is quite pertinent for these workers. So bear with me for a two-second Bible study because the passage is from Isaiah and it says, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. For he was taken from prison and from judgment and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. And, you know, it's been a while since I've done any Old Testament study. So I believe that is a prophecy for the coming of Jesus himself and uh, his death and resurrection as it were. But remember the quote that got me started on this, which was the least of these? Because if you put that one in context, socialist Jesus says, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. QED, late stage Tea Party, is in fact not representative of Christian values. And all of that potential nonsense to say, our workers, our community members, our poor, impoverished, our oppressed, our incarcerated people, human beings whose circumstances led them to where they are today, circumstances that were largely by design, by oligarchs and current century authoritarians, including our federal representation, particularly for you US listeners, those people are being told on one hand how essential they are, while on the other hand, not equipped, not compensated, and used as wage slaves for companies like Amazon. And I wanna say they're heroes, certainly the members of our community who work for our community, Grocers, health workers, postal workers, pharmacists, etc., are all choosing to show up because they give arguably too many fucks about the rest of us. But Amazon, Walmart, meat packing plants, these industries are so insidious to begin with. Amazon is owned by the richest man on the planet, and the Waltons aren't far behind. And shutting down industrial farming along with the oil and gas industry would give us some incredible climate data at the very least. But, I mean, do we need any of it at all? With local organizing, we could get by. With regional organizing, we could trade goods as necessary. And if these workers, wage slaves, really, could be freed with some of that basic or minimum income as long as we're under late stage capitalism, we can start to imagine these worn, exhausted bodies finding rest, rejuvenation, care within their community, an actual desire to work, not because they need it to survive, but because it's meaningful and helpful and it helps all of us thrive. If you haven't heard, today, May Day, is a day of consolidated striking for the following companies. 
Amazon, Whole Foods, Instacart, Target, Walmart, FedEx, and likely many more. And that effort has been organized in part by a man named Christian Smalls. You might have heard of him. He was in the news recently for staging the first major Amazon walkout on Staten Island during the pandemic, where his facility was failing to test or protect their workers. After his walkout, executives fired him. Then were caught exchanging messages where they discredited him, calling him not smart or articulate. Would it surprise you that Chris Smalls is black? Now, he's the voice for many who are forced to work in similar conditions, organizing workers across corporate entities. And as of today, he's put together a very comprehensive document of demands. They include guaranteed paid leave for all workers who isolate or self-quarantine instead of coming to work. Reinstatement of healthcare coverage for part-time and seasonal workers. Immediate shutdown of any location where a worker tests positive. In such an event, all workers should continue to receive full pay until the store can safely reopen. Increased FSA funds to cover coronavirus testing and treatment for all team members, including part-time and seasonal. Guaranteed hazard pay in the form of double pay during scheduled hours. This is a very basic what humans need to survive kind of ask. In my much less fettered fury, I'd wanna see every facility shut down, mass testing, and those executives thrown in prison. But, I mean, we don't help by confusing the message. We help by knowing these points, repeating them, and supporting these workers. I'll link the document as well as a tweet by Chris Smalls with some of the relevant hashtags if you're only able to show solidarity online. But let's keep in mind what else we can do while maintaining physical distancing. If strikes are planned for your area, consider passing by in a vehicle or other distant method and bringing water, food, forms of sun or rain protection like hats, umbrellas, sunscreen, and hand sanitizer or soap to safely pass these items along. If the action in your area is best done at home, look for unions to back. Here in Quebec, where I live, the provincial government is trying to get schools and daycares running within the next week or two, which is concerning for those of us watching the data since the number of cases still seems to be peaking. There's a teacher's union here called QPAT or APEC en français, and uh, you can show your solidarity with them if you're local. Otherwise, look for your local labor organizations and unions. Support those directly who are impacted. Look for groups that facilitate direct reparations to black communities and to indigenous nations. And if this kind of action is out of your wheelhouse or is new or intimidating to you, take the first step of solidarity and don't buy from these companies for one day. If you can go longer, even for a subset of them, do it. If you can cancel a subscription, go for it. Under capitalism, our voice starts with our dollars. I wanna give one more local plug though, before closing off. And that's for a new service in Quebec called Panier Bleu. Uh, some folks who were frustrated with the Amazon model and looking to help got together and built this magnificent offering, if I do say so, though I am not affiliated. Uh, it's an aggregate online shopping experience 
for local goods. There's food, there's clothing, entertainment, and more. Basically, all the small businesses that are able to operate without congregating have got stuff on there, or probably will soon. So not only do you have an alternative to these exploitative corporations, but you get to support local at the same time, which is pretty cool. And just to bring us back around, you know, I think the icing on this proverbial shit cake that is the global pandemic would be going back to quote unquote normal to forget what we've learned about how we can get by without same day shipping or big oil or shitty jobs. And for those stuck in paid poverty, our governments really need to step up and offer some equity. And while we wanna take off the masks and grab a beer with our friends or spend important time with loved ones, or even go back home for those stuck abroad, we can't just forget how traumatically broken a system based on wage slavery is or a globalist economy, quote unquote. Because at the end of the day, we all deserve more than fucking trickle down poverty. So please stand with workers this May Day, also known as International Workers Day. I know this episode was a bit all over the place and you had to just listen to me, someone ranting and trying to figure this stuff out. Um, that's everything from how to do a podcast to, you know, how do we organize within our communities. So if you have feedback, please post it. If you are someone or know someone who's accomplished in community organizing, please reach out and we'll try to get them on the pod soon. If you liked the episode, please share and rate it uh, so we can do more of these. And you can reach out to the channel at communitypowerpod at pm.me or to me, Ace, directly on Twitter, where I'm Ace with a face. Thanks for listening and for being part of our greater community.